This is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. Today I'm talking to my friend Matt. And though we went to the same college, we actually didn't become friends until afterwards. He is known for being the best at car choreography, or as we like to call it, choreography. (laughs) (laughs) Having an encyclopedic-like knowledge of musicals and being the co-creator of Matt and Margo's We and Yay Mix, the playlist we sang ourselves and made all of our friends listen to because we're the coolest people ever and sorry for everyone else in the world who is hopelessly uncool. He was also my early writing partner in creating what was a masterful short story about a dog named Jif and his love of peanut butter. It's mostly, for, it's mostly for this reason that I think he's the perfect guest, a perfect guest for this podcast. He has lived in Asia for the past 10 years, and I'm just super happy to be seeing him right now. So thank you very much for coming, and I'm excited to talk about romance with you. Yay! Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. How could I not? You've helped create GIF. I mean, maybe that sparked your literary career. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt. So you read a lot. I do. Yes. So tell us what you typically read. Um, It's not anything totally extraordinary. It's not very academic, but I love, love, love good fiction. Like I started off reading a lot of Stephen King and Dean Koontz. And I just get like sucked into a series like James Patterson, Janet Ivanovich, or like biographies and memoirs and some LGBTQ literature, like Tales of the City, that that series, and then David Sedaris and August Burroughs, and pretty much like every Oprah book club and Reese Witherspoon book club book that's been out there. <laughs> so stellar <laughs> material for sure. Did you read A Little Life? No, I didn't. Okay, because that's like a big, it's, it's like a, I bought it, but I haven't read it yet. But that's like a, I think most of the characters are part of uh, LGBTQIA 2S plus uh, mm-hmm. community. And so it's, yeah, it's like really highly regarded. So I would read that. Um, well, I'm writing it down because you've given me a lot of book re- recommendations in the past and they've all been fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Great. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I remember you reading a lot of Janet Ivanovich. I think I might have started reading Janet Ivanovich after seeing you read it. And then I got too tired of it because I was just like, are she and Ranger going to do it or what? Because I'm, I can't, I can't read all these books. <laughs> if well, she, not. she is up to like book 28 or 29 and they still have not answered that question. Oh, God. <laughs> Just give it up already. How many people is she bounty hunting in Trenton, New Jersey? <laughs> God, <It's> so many. <laughs> anyway, is that what, even what she still does at, at book 28? Oh, yeah. There are so many fugitives out there. <laughs> it's a never-ending string. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hope she got a new apartment at least. <laughs> well, it's on fire like every other book. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Um, okay. So why up until this point, I don't think you've read a lot of romance. Why do you think uh, up until now you haven't? Cause you re- obviously read a lot of popular fiction. Well, it was never really on my radar until there was this beach trip that I took with you <laughs> and some of our friends. And I think someone was reading, finishing up reading 50 shades of gray. And I was like, well, Hey, there's a book. Let me read that in the beach. And right. It was okay. There were some scenes that, like, um, this is ridiculous. Like, I think you know the one that I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, it's hard to pinpoint, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I assume it has to do with a female product. It's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Several reasons that I won't go into here. <laughs> um. And I was like, well, this is interesting. And so then it was a series. So, of course, I had to finish it. You read the whole series? I, I didn't did. know that. Oh, did. wow. <laughs> wow. I was in a tournament. Didn't... <laughs> <laughs> you won, for sure. 
And then growing up, my mom used to have like stacks and stacks of romance novels down in the basement that she would read while she was on her exercise bike. Um, yeah. Really? Wow. Like which ones? Thin ones or like thick ones that had like the step, like the flip cover and there was, you know. They were the, they were the thicker ones. So okay. Like, me, so like Danielle Steele and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. She, she's an avid reader as well, <laughs> but I was mm-hmm. like, well, my mom reads those, so I don't think I'm going to read that. So, right. And then like you would walk through your typical Kmart through the book section. You're like, oh, look, there's Fabio on the cover with his long flowing locks and the open shirt. Um, and I was like, well, eh, that's probably really not something I'm interested in. Really? You're, you weren't interested in like a naked Fabio? I mean... Well, yes, but there was also there was also a woman on the cover, and I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> I mean, fine. No thanks. But <laughs> none taken. <laughs> but like, I lots of people are going to Kmart, by the way. <laughs> it's just who's? I mean, like, it doesn't exist anymore. It's just funny, uh, or maybe it does. Is Kmart still open? Anyway, there is one that we found in this tiny little town in Australia. A few wow, ago, that was still open. Are you sure it wasn't short for like Kangaroo Mart? Not like <laughs> well, they carried the Martha Stewart line, so oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay, you read all of those Fifty Shades of Grey books. I don't think I was reading them. I think that was somebody else. But so you stopped at that though that after you read that you weren't interested in any more romance at that point right yeah but was it because it was a woman and a man and that was not it or was just the whole thing no it's true it's because it was a mainly because it was a woman and a man and a lot of the sex scenes i just kind of like kind of like skimmed over the parts where like they were uh having sex and i just kind of like stuck the plot if there actually was one There was plot. I mean, they rode in the helicopter and um, she was a publishing assistant and wanted to have a job. So. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. It's been a long time since since I've read them. Or I just read the first two, actually. But all right. So fair enough. So basically, you didn't read romance because you're not into, obviously, men and women doing it, basically, is what. But nothing against romance in general. But maybe Correct. there wasn't yeah. any gay romance available to you. Not to my knowledge, yet. Okay. Until someone gave me a list of books to check out, which then I did. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> But, like, that's not even something that... Because, I mean, like, gay romance is exploding right now, I think. Um, but... <laughs> pun not intended. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, like, it... I mean, if you had wanted to seek it out, I mean, it was there before, I think, a lot in, like, Kindle Unlimited and Amazon. All that. As soon as self-publishing happened, there was, there was a lot. There is some, you know what I mean? Certainly a lot more than was in traditional publishing. So and so that's been probably the, about the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. But still, that wasn't something that was on your radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So to start, we are going to play this sex scene game. And I'm going to read two passages of sex from books and you have to tell me who wrote it a man or a woman right okay one are you ready yes i'm gonna read them both and then you can guess all right here we go put your thinking cap on you don't want to get it wrong it's so embarrassing everybody really cares (laughs) (laughs) they're they're gonna judge you and be like what the heck i'm going for the gold (laughs) you're not gonna be able to show your face all right (laughs) All right, here we go. He's thick and rigid in my hand. The promise of stretching around him makes my body weep. I don't wait for him to move or ask, but scoot forward to interlock our bodies. A harsh exhale clashes between our mouths, both of us losing our breath at this most carnal of reunions. So that was the first one. Okay. Here is the second one. 
Half an hour later, his eyes closed, then suddenly opened, tears and sweat dripping down onto her. He calls out her name, and in response, Jamie comes at the same time that he does. Her facial expression is one of pleasure mixed with horrified surprise. I would say the first one was written by a man, and the okay. second one was written by a woman. Do you have any reasons why? I don't know. Do you... I think the word carnal, that's like, okay, I think that's a, written by a man. That's it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> a very thorough examination. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, Matt, you, the, eh, you're wrong. <sighs> the first one can was written by Huh? Can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can never show your face in public again. <laughs> hang your head in shame. <laughs> The first one was written by a woman and the second one was written by a man. Um, the first one was The Kingmaker by Kennedy Ryan, very popular author and then romance author. And then the second one was Charles Baxter, The Soul Thief. Sorry, mm. Matt. Better luck next time. <sighs> <laughs> but I can see where you'd be confused, right? In the first one, she's talking about a dick, you know, interlocking. It's more graphic. So I can see how you went for that. Too bad you were tricked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get into this book. Okay, really quickly, um, we're going to talk about the author. Can I give a book description in case people haven't read it? So the author is, uh, first of all, the book is Firefly Lane uh, by Riley Hart. Uh, Riley Hart is the author of over 50 books. She's a self-publishing phenom. She's a 2019 Lambda Literary Award finalist. She is an ALA Rainbow Booklist recommended read. She is also a Publishers President's Book Award winner for Florida authors. So she's done a lot. She's still publishing. She's doing great work. So um, the book summary itself is Firefly Lane. At 43, Holden Barnett is getting along just fine. His job as a pilot keeps him from getting restless, and he's got a man who doesn't want promises for the future. One phone call from his estranged sister changes everything. She needs his help. So Holden drops everything and heads to Harmony, a small town in Briar County, which represents everything he's tried to avoid in life. Monroe Covington is 45 and happy. He loves his life, running his store, helping at his family's farm, and spending his days with his best friend, Lindsay, and their son, Wyatt. Sure, half the town likes to forget he's gay and he'd love for the queer population to be bigger, but Roe makes do. He misses dating, relationships, and Amanda Hold at night, but at least he gets new eye candy when Holden, the brother of the woman who's renting his cabin, shows up. The attraction is instant, the friendship not far behind, but between Holden's initial relationship status, family complications, and the two of them wanting different things, they're a disaster waiting to happen. Only it doesn't feel that way, not with how much time they spend talking, laughing, and eventually tumbling into a bed, a field, or the back of a truck together. The closer they get, the more Holden realizes that being that just being fine isn't enough. And Roe begins to see that his life isn't as complete as he thought. Now, if only they could sort the rest out. Well, first of all, I gave you a list of books, right? And to choose from. So tell me, and this is the first one you chose. So why don't you tell me what kind of attracted you to this one and why you picked this one first? Well, I chose this one because it was part of a series. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to read something and I really like the characters, I'm going to continue with this. So I really want to invest myself. Uh, I really want to invest myself in uh, this series. And the cover was really uh, intriguing. It was this open guy and it's more contemporary. So that also intrigued me with this. And the, like the blurb, it said it was a mature romance and no cheating. And most importantly, it said there would be movies with goats. I love goats. Oh my gosh. So I was like, I want to find out what's happening on this. <laughs> I thought you were saying coats. And I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't know you liked coats so much. I, mean, like, I, understand, <laughs> I understand you're in a hot country where you never have to wear a coat, but I didn't realize it turned into like this fantasy of people wearing coats all the time. But no, goats. Yes, there are a lot of goats. 
I mean, Joseph is one of my favorite musicals, so. <laughs> I hope that's not true because it's kind of a terrible musical. It really is not true. <laughs> I mean, I do love it, but that's like kind of where it ends. Anyway, all right. So goats. Yeah, there are a lot of goats. Goats are like a big thing recently. They show up in a lot of shows, like people do goat yoga. As you know, my mm-hmm. mom only uses goat milk soap exclusively. <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> goats are really having a moment right now. And she probably looks amazing for it. <laughs> right. Okay. So fair enough. The cover is hot. I mean, it's just some shirtless dude. I mean, it looks good. And he's like on a, on a farm. So what's not to like so that's why you picked it really that's fine and so you mentioned it was because of the cover so talk about your first impressions of the cover and the summary and tell me some other things you had before you started well I was also looking at what other things that she's written and Hmm. she has written I don't know it seemed like 50 60 different books and they were all part of the series yeah she she wrote a lot I was like holy wow yeah, these self-published authors just, they're... Really crank it out. Yeah, they really do. Um, and one of the main characters, his name is Holden Barnett. And yes. um, we have recently been watching Love is Blind, <laughs> that series on Netflix. Uh-huh. And one of the main characters, his name is Barnett. So that was also like, oh, this is intriguing. This are is you, distracting. Are you watching season one? We No, we, we just finished season two. Oh, wasn't Barnett on season one? He was in season one, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched season one or season two. I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, so she, well, what did you think you thought that because she had written a lot of books, you revisit the world or that's just something you do for you that she's written so many, just like you thought. I thought that since she had written so many that she had a lot of like creative ideas and maybe like she'd be well-versed in it. So well, Give it a shot. All right. Awesome. So, but you liked the cover then a lot more than any of all the other covers that you saw. Yeah. Because it was like that Fabio one only. It was just a man without. Correct. There was no distracting other person. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think that was on the cover? Do you think it was Holden or do you think it was Roe? I I think it was Monroe. Okay. I think he'd be the more, he's the more burly one, darker complected. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's the one who owned the farm or whatever. All right, mm-hmm. fair enough. Okay, speaking of, how did you feel about the characters? Did you think that they portrayed people you might meet in your regular life? I think so. There was a lot of character development. Like, the two main characters, Monroe and Holden, all the way through the book, like, they were so concerned about their relationship with their kids. Like, sure. uh, Monroe's son, Wyatt, and Holden's nephew, Sean. They didn't want to get together in a relationship unless they were unless they talked to their kids about it and their family was okay with about it. So that came up like a lot. Yes. And part of me was like, okay, that's like that's really great, but then it did get kind of drawn out and it's like, okay, they, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and I think some of my favorite characters. One of them was um, Monroe's mom, Vicky. She seems like this typical like Southern woman. She's like, hey, y'all, just come on over, have a big old dinner with us. And <laughs> like, she puts butter and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The kids were a lot. There's a lot of kid kid content in this. I was like, all right. I had a feeling you were going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen... Uh, kids are great, um, but I don't know if I, there's just, you know, I don't know if I need to know that much about the children's emotional issues. Like I, like I understand they're trying to do the right thing by their, by their kids or whatever, but I felt bad for Monroe that his son thought that he was going to get together with his mom. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... I mean, can't just, is there just not a world where somebody believes people are gay? (laughs) It's true, but even like his, Wyatt's mom, Lindsay, who was Monroe's best friend, like she was super shocked when Monroe said at the, near the end that he was going to get together with Holden. Right. And like, well, you know, he's gay. You're not getting back together. Yeah. You've talked about it. Yeah. 
a lot. I really just am, it's, we can talk probably talk about that later, but that storyline of like all the female characters in it kind of bothered me because they were just like all like except for the mom, but like Holden's sister just like oh I've been taken in by this man and now I'm trying to get my life back together and then Lindsay who's like secretly in love with her gay best friend I was like can you just give women some something <laughs> I mean like come on this storyline is these storylines are so old and I don't know it just felt like all right just poop on women again it's fine <laughs> fine whatever so but anyway i thought other than that i liked the two main characters i liked holden and monroe they did seem like fully developed characters and i liked them mm -hmm. i didn't think i didn't find them annoying at all i liked that holden they kind of did nice things and thoughtful things for each other so i don't know mm -hmm. yeah i liked them yeah they were really honest with each other and also the other people in their lives like um, holden's boyfriend at the beginning, Vince, they had very they had an open, well, sort of an open relationship, but like with an understanding that, yeah, but it, I just felt that that was really important. It's like, it's great to be really honest. Yeah, it felt very mature. And like there, I like that too, how they just, there's a lot of communication between Holden and Vince and then Holden and Monroe that was kind of refreshing. And there wasn't, there wasn't as much trepidation also between like, Oh, how does he feel about me? How, you know, from either, I mean, they cut, there is some of that, but it didn't kind of like drive what they did, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. or how they kind of reacted to each other. Um, and then they, yeah, they just seemed like they, except, yeah, ex they just kind of talked about it. So that was nice just to have that, not be like kind of angsty about it, I guess. I mean, mm -hmm. Monroe was a little angsty at the beginning. Where he didn't, he thought that oh, Holden judged him for being gay, and then he was angsty when he thought when he found out that Holden had a boyfriend. But then after that, things seemed to communication seemed to open up. Things just started to heat up right then. <laughs> you know, what did two dudes do in a barn? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Gets bigger. That's what. <laughs> But yeah, and I liked the other character. I liked the characters at the at his store, right? And I feel like at Monroe's, didn't he have like a store? Yeah. I feel like maybe those are some of the characters that we're going to see. Maybe that ice cream guy. I assume that those are the characters that are going to be in the other books. Deacon is in the second book, oh, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was and Evie, the waitress at the restaurant. Right. I feel like she's going to be carried over because she's starting to strike she was like holden's true friend at the very end oh, right. like one of his own friendships so gotcha. yeah the ice cream just made me want ice cream <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like talking about it all the time i was like all right mango spice yes <laughs> for real anyway all right so anything else you want to say about the characters okay um <laughs> okay what i did i don't want to sound like i don't like children the children were fine and i did like their characters i think that it was nice that sean we saw sean kind of go from the sullen teen right to like kind of figuring out what was actually happening with his mom you know what i mean so and then mm -hmm. wanting to take on responsibility himself so i thought that was really nice and special and yeah of course like all the men were well developed in this <laughs> in this book i didn't see it as much with the women but anyway doesn't matter and it's also like, with uh like speaking of the kids uh -huh. uh, there was a lot of motocross talk and it was oh, yeah. really kind of <laughs> kind of annoyed not annoyed it's like, <laughs> kind of bored of it <laughs> yeah i skimmed over it like i would skim over a straight sexy <laughs> I have to be honest, I skimmed over like baseball scene. I skimmed yeah. over like catch or whatever. I skimmed over motocross. I skimmed over horseback riding. <laughs> I was like, I get it, guys. I get it. <laughs> anyway. But um, I also like how Monroe's two brothers, Charles and Dennis, like in the middle of the book, Dennis was kind of trying to get him to own up, like man up and be like, get together with Lindsay to complete his real family. Uh -huh. But then by the end of the book, there was, he had a turning point where he was like, hey, 
it's great that you're going to be happy with Holden and I support you. So I was like, all right, well, it's good that your family has a turning point there. Yeah, that's another thing like that kind of illustrates the whole like, yes, people like there's a difference between acceptance and understanding, right? Like your his family obviously accepted him as as a gay man, but they didn't under they didn't get it. You know, and it's like, or that brother didn't get it. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. to have to constantly explain something, it's just like, dude, figure it out, man. It's also boring to read. <laughs> I'm just sick of it. Like, just, it's not that hard to understand, guys. <laughs> I mean, just deal with it. Anyway, all right. So did you find the writing style compelling? I did, yeah. I felt like it was quick paced. There's interesting dialogue except for the motocross stuff. Sure. <laughs> it was great. I liked it. Yeah. It kept me, it kept me engaged. <laughs> That's good. Did you find, so did it seem modern to you? It didn't like seem too sappy or too romantic. It was like you were. Well, there were definite tones of, hey, this is a Hallmark movie. And <laughs> Lindsay even mentions that this is like her Hallmark moment, which clearly it was not. <laughs> in the middle but it was it seemed modern because this the life that holden and monroe were developing in this small town is like something that we're hoping to do when we come back to the states like move to a small town and like really like integrate into the community like have a small like ice cream shop somewhere have this restaurant this cafe this coffee shop you can just go to and you know all these people in town so kind of like this it resonated a lot with uh or it made me think of a lot of similarities between like the Beekman Boys and Schitt's Creek. <laughs> About such like a small town. Right. Not like <laughs> the characters were a little less <laughs> insane, if you will. But um, <laughs> sure. I really, I like the dynamics of, of them though. I gotcha. I, I really, I find myself, well, first of all, um, speaking of Schitt's Creek, I, on my walk today, the simply the best that he sings in that show the patrick sings to david in the show mm-hmm. i have that version on one of my playlists so i listened to that this morning but then also i was just thinking because we were doing this podcast i knew we were recording this today i just i just think that that was kind of one of the first like truly like romantic gay romances that i've seen on screen you know what i mean like they were from start to finish just we saw the arc of how they fell in love and they're just the one and it's still and it's just one of the sweetest romances still that i've i've seen and so this book in thinking of it i did think it was was modern in the way that they that love happened for them and the way they acted together so i thought it was really sweet and uh yeah i mean i i enjoyed it uh, I don't know if I love, love them as much as I love Patrick and David, but I mean that's hard to that's hard to top. They were yeah, they were super sweet. So anyway, yeah, I agree. It wasn't like campy. It wasn't over the top. So yeah. Anyway, all right. So what made you want to keep reading or stop reading? And I don't think you wanted to stop reading, but no. The well, the only thing that I would have stopped reading was the whole plot point with like Marilee and Adam. Oh yeah, what a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i could have done that i could totally have done without that plot line and maybe even Marilee's character <laughs> <laughs> do you think that because i kept thinking like these are two women who definitely would be in like right like in straight romance novels like here's a woman who was in love with her you know best friend who is gay of course that's gonna be a romance novel and then here's this woman who's a single mom and like her ex was a douchebag, so of course she's gonna have to find love. And I should have looked, but did you happen to see in the fifty-one books that she ran? If these characters get their own story, that I I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know though after I finish reading all of them. <laughs> I'm sure that you looked at them and you saw the cover with a woman on it, and you were like, "Forget it. Who cares?" <laughs> Checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn this. <laughs> No, but part of me was thinking, I was like, is Adam going to come back at the end of the book and he's going to like seriously harm her or, and Holden's going to have to take Sean into custody, into his own custody. But no, it did not. 
<laughs> he did come back, but it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's she's got two buff dudes there now, and like probably somebody has firearms. I was like, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> was this book? Was this a Crossroads book? Um, what was the series? I, I know, know it was called Firefly Lane. Briar County was the Briar County. Here we the go. All right. Uh, the ice cream guy's book is called Sunday's Best. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the name of his ice cream shop. I know. It's so funny. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> I love romance novels. All right. <laughs> but I also like how she, how the author, she led up to um, <clears throat> that something was going to happen with Deacon in the second book. Um, and the whole beginning, like when they first introduced his character, they said that he'd lost his wife recently and i was like oh i thought he was going to be gay this guy that's running this that's running this ice cream shop but then there was that plot twist in the end where he just might be because this guy comes in looking for deacon mysteriously mysterious no spoilers sorry everybody (laughs) oh man now i just want ice cream again all right that's fine so okay did you think the book was funny there were some aspects that I thought it was funny. Like I loved, like I said, I love the whole goat aspect. Um, and <laughs> from this, like when I started reading it, it was in my mind, I was like, well, what movies would I show when people are watching goats? <laughs> or what would I, <laughs> like goat fellas, the goat father. Oh God. <laughs> Backdraft. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the dialogue that was playing in my head. So I had to reread the first part of the book again. <laughs> draft even entered your hand the movie's like 30 years old <laughs> <laughs> what i mean you did what's what? the what's the movie with is winnie the pooh with eeyore that never he's not a good is he <laughs> there's no goat in winnie the pooh <laughs> goats um. are really underrepresented <laughs> in cartoons i guess that's hilarious <laughs> all right um, but, so the one, um, the one like funny moment that I, that I found was when, um, the woman goes into Monroe's store and she's talking to Monroe and she's like, Hey, I have a daughter that you should date. And he's like, no, I'm gay. And she's like, Oh, well, I also have my, my son who's single. And he's like, your son's not gay. <laughs> Like, great this random woman is just trying to like farm her kids out and change their sexuality <laughs> well She's some so people are fluid matt so if she had to give it her best to try to get her kids out of her house <laughs> anyway I also, yeah. I also thought that um there was a phrase she said that uh holden was saying like oh i hope he like swings my way i was like that's such an old old-fashioned phrase it was so bizarre yeah, yeah, it was. I don't. I, I mean, I, I, I got less of that than I kind of expected, I guess. And yeah, I did think there was a lot of that, of her kind of showcasing how difficult it is to be gay, just without saying it explicitly, just like showing it in moments like that with that woman who's like offering her daughter and then her son as if like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Um, and of course the brother, like we talked about earlier. So, I mean, I appreciate the, I guess the thought behind that. I don't know if we like need it necessarily, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know that I thought it was like laugh out loud funny, but there were like some funny moments and it was definitely not super emotional. You know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. on the lighter end of the, the spectrum. All right. Another like funny but odd thought crossed my mind when I was when they were introducing Holden. He t- he was a pilot, and then he takes this three month hiatus from his job. I was like, how do you get to do that? Well, I I don't know. <laughs> I did question that as well, but this is romance. You know what I mean? Things can happen. Anything can happen. You gotta take. You're a 25-year-old living in New York City and having a fabulous apartment. Done. <laughs> no problem. No job. No problems. 
<laughs> you live in a suburb and own a cupcake shop and own a, a Victorian mansion. Makes sense. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you think that the dialogue was realistic? Do you think that that's how people talk to each other or in uh, additionally, like, do you think that's how guys flirt with each other? Um, I feel like it was pretty realistic overall. <laughs> there were some times when Monroe was talking to Holden and he kept calling him darling. And I was like, that's a little <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> yeah. There were some really funny, uh, going back to the funny part, some dialogue, like when there was one of the sex scenes when he was like, Hey, less, less talking, more tasting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a little cheesy. <laughs> I, yeah, sure. Funny but then, like, she gets into these really like more serious dialogues where she's where they're, the guys are talking to each other, and they're like, "Is anyone sure they can trust anyone? Everyone thinks they can until they discover they can't. It's always a gamble. The question is, how much are you willing to risk? Right. It's deep. Yeah, deep thoughts. How much? How much are you willing to risk? You know. Sorry. <laughs> And then he follows it up with something like, you might make me blush or get a big head. Wink, wink. <laughs> I was like, okay, and we're back. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. So you've never said that before. That's <laughs> what you're trying to say. No, not yet. <laughs> I mean, but now you know. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I've got this whole database that's really building up in my head. <laughs> I listen, all people like it when people call them darling or like love or like sweetie pie or whatever. Those <laughs> are universally loved endearments. Should check it out sometime, Matt. <laughs> That'll be my goal this week. I'll just start using a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. When it keep he did say darling, I was on the edge of being too much. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it's like one of those things you just kind of consciously start ignoring or it'll bother you too much to, to read. Anyway. All right, but you thought how they otherwise, like overall how they talk to each other was realistic. And like and that goes for other characters. Sometimes I felt like the way Holden and his sister talked where it, there was not, it just felt like he was saying the things that he thought he should be saying and that their relationship, that relationship just seemed a little bit empty, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. to me. But otherwise I thought. Yeah, I think he was being, he was trying to be really careful about the relationship because they had the abusive parents and he felt like he always had to take care of her. But then he like left town for a number of years and just kind of lost communication. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like he was overcompensating at some points. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I thought it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. So did you like, we talked on this a little bit. Did you like the secondary characters or did you find them too distracting from the main love story? I, some yes, like, yeah, Evie and Holden's mom I liked. Merrily, no. I done <laughs> Do you mean her. Monroe's mom? Uh, yes, sorry. It was fine. <laughs> Wanted to make sure I wasn't missing a whole character. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Lindsay, that, like, she was kind of annoying a little bit, but not as much as Holden's sister, Merrily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but then magically at the end of the story, they both end up with a guy in their lives. They do. Yeah, Lindsay gets, she's dating the cop, Larry, and Marilee is dating the grocery store manager where she worked. I didn't even, I didn't even, I don't even Oh my God, I read it, I did, I read it. <laughs> so it's a happy ending for everybody. Yay. I found that I liked Monroe's family. And I found that I wanted to hear more of them. Like when they went to the goat movies or whatever and all of their cousins or whatever. And I was like, hey, wait, are you just introducing me to me, these people to me now? And like, I guess I, so I guess I could have seen, Stan to have seen more um, interaction with his actual family. But I understand mm-hmm. that Lindsay was kind of functioning as his family as far as, you know, why it go, his son goes. So, I mean, I get it, but... Cause it kind of felt like we were introduced to all these other people at once and it was kind of just like, Oh, right. 
I did forget about his uh, Monroe's sister, Jackie. She was like the super supportive, super sassy girl. Mm-hmm. She was the one that walked over and initially when they introduced Holden and she's like, he's hot. Yes. She'll go after him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they both. So yeah, she could have used some more airplay. Yeah. Just for him. Just to like, yeah. You always need a sassy friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Margot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so sassy. all right so did you find the sexual components realistic i did and i don't know was is there like a typical progression of sex scenes in romance novels because it started out with just being really handsy and then by the end there were like five or six different different scenes and in the end it was like full-blown yeah. everything is happening yeah i mean and for a long time and it's kind of gone off not off the rails because it's fine like whatever is happening now but for a long time like when i grew up and well into now kind of the progression is you know kissing like your regular bases you know what i mean some over the <laughs> over the shirt under the shirt stuff under the <laughs> pants stuff oral stuff and then the stuff you know what i mean so like that's kind of how it, how it goes. So this, I think, followed that to a certain extent. And then you get a couple of full-blown sex scenes at the end. It didn't really bear from that. And she used to be the term, the phrase, rutting together a lot. And I'd never heard of that. And it was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find that yucky? No, it was just, it took me a minute. And I was like, what? Oh, okay. I mean, I gathered from the context clues what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> And I do have to say, there's one scene where Monroe is wearing sweatpants. Yeah. And the two of them, they start, like, making out. And later, he Holden takes his sweatpants off. And he's like, oh, you're going commando. And it's like, you're wearing sweatpants. You wouldn't realize that <laughs> in the heat of the moment. <laughs> you can kind of tell. <laughs> do you, like, to be, and they, they're... <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting thing that you, I I just didn't even, I thought, look, I don't understand clothes in romance novels. It's like a thing that bothers me a lot. Like, I don't, I I don't want to get into it because I'll go on a rant about it. Like so many times, like, I don't understand why people are wearing certain clothes in certain scenes, in certain seasons. I have like a, just a big, it's. It doesn't matter now, but like I, I, it's something I try not to pay attention to anymore because I get, I get hung up on like what people are wearing. <laughs> anyway. And then there's a scene where they're like skinny dipping in the lake and it's like evening and it's dark out. And I'm like, no, that really bothered me because I, oh, I would never go into a body of water if it's dark out. Are you kidding me? That would freak me out. Really? I used to do it all the time in college. Oh, you never know what's under the water. Sure didn't. And also may or may not have had any clothing on. I mean, I was so drunk. (laughs) So, so, so drunk. I couldn't, there could have been sharks in there. I would have been like, I'm third. I gotta go in. Have you not seen any of the eight, like Friday the 13th movies? Yeah, Matt, I have seen all of them. Jason Voorhees could be under the water. (laughs) Let me die then. Let me die. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) <laughs> that's going to be on another tangent when I was supposed to be focusing on what I was actually reading. <laughs> that's funny. I noticed that they were both, they both seemed to be verse. So like there was not like a clear top or a clear bottom. Did I have that right? Absolutely. No, there was lots of switching. They were like, oh, you could take me. I could take you, blah, blah, right. blah. And that seems to be like a conversation that you would have ahead of time before like entering into a relationship with somebody. Am I wrong about that? No, that's yeah. It's usually a conversation. Yeah. They didn't seem to have that conversation. I'm I'm correct about that too. Correct. And that'd be pretty important. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So anyway, I thought maybe that could have been in there because I, I, that seems again, like a, to put it in straight terms, like, do you put the toilet paper roll where it's coming over the top or if it's coming over the top? <laughs> because, because I like the similarities in this conversation. Absolutely. Wait, what now? I like the similarities in this conversation, this comparison. I thought 
<laughs> I'm really good at metaphors. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, so I guess... <laughs> sorry, I'm really good at analogies. What's a metaphor? It's for goats, okay? <laughs> Please edit that out. <laughs> no, don't you worry about it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so yeah, I just feel like that's something that, like, is important that we could have seen. But other than that, the what they... Like, the actual sex, that seemed realistic. Yes. Okay. Was it... Did it serve its purpose for you? Like, was it hot? You know what I mean? Like, I did it not. It was like, eh, I'm just still reading this. It was hot. And, like, I did not skim over that section of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and when I read it a second time, I enjoyed reading those parts again. <laughs> awesome. So a different experience than reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Those Absolutely. <laughs> hysterical okay so did their just actual relationship then seem authentic to you Monroe? yeah and yeah and i i liked the relationship and i think we talked about it earlier that they're very honest with each other very open mm-hmm. yeah i really i valued it and i thought it was a thought it was a good progression you know uh we had sort of the misunderstanding in the beginning where Monroe, like I said, thought he was, he didn't even like gay people. And then he had a boyfriend. And so there was that kind of thing where they were friends first and they had that time to kind of get to know each other. And then we saw them kind of be attracted to each other and like fight that attraction. And then we kind of saw them have things in common and help each other and Holden helped him. And honestly, couldn't tell you what he did to the barn. Sounds like he put a, put some shelves in there. I <laughs> really checked out. <laughs> Made something out of iron. <laughs> MC, which was Monroe Covington, but could also have been Mariah Carey. Who knows? <laughs> he had his own agenda. <laughs> you don't want to hear what comes along. You know, you gotta you gotta do something nice for them. When a holding comes along. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like how they looked they looked out for each other and they didn't put pressure on each other to make like a decision on like yeah. if Holden was gonna move back or what, what his next steps were gonna be. Yeah, and they were very supportive of like like Holden was very supportive of Marilee, like what Holden had to do with Mer- his sister and his son. And they were also welcoming to Marilee and her son. And that integration of kind of both of their families felt seamless and open and just kind of nice and warm. So I appreciated that. And which is unusual, right? Unfortunately for men, right? You, ha- you have essentially these two men that brought families together. That's just not a dynamic we see in anything, right? It's usually women bringing people together, women kind of holding up families, women kind of doing all these things. So it was kind of nice to see that kind of flipped and have these two men who were kind of emotionally mature and just like you said, honest and just kind of able to bridge those gaps and mend fences or, you know, just mend rifts or just heal help people heal and whether it be like sean or marilee or whatever so yeah i thought i thought it was just you know really lovely in that respect mm-hmm. yeah. well said <laughs> yeah thanks matt it's like you know it's like i'm a writer you know i don't know it's like that. <laughs> oh god <laughs> Anyway, all right. So last question. This book was written by a woman, Riley Hart. Do you, as um, a man, feel a certain way about that? Do you think that that made a difference to the overall feel and authenticity of the characters and their relationship, considering it's two men? I wasn't sure how how I was going to feel about it because like you had given me a few different uh, suggestions of gay romance novels to read that are written by women. And it didn't really ever come into question that it was not authentic. Right. Um, like when I first started reading a lot, um, I tried to read mostly male authors mm-hmm. just because, but then, yeah, I don't think it really makes a difference. And cause yeah, I feel like Riley Hart did a great job with it. 
Right. Except for that, like, thing, like the what position are you kind of thing. I think that's, again, that's True. really important. Um, <laughs> but uh, probably that's like not a thing. Maybe she writes a lot of these. So that's like not a thing she wants to do in every single book. So I mean, I get it. But mm-hmm. um, like, I wonder if I write some of her earlier stuff, if it would feel the same. Well, like you've read the other book that you read, right? That was a gay romance that we're not going to, I don't know that we're going to talk about it, but it was by Philip William Stover. Right, and it was the first mm-hmm. series in his hi- first book in the Hideaway Inn series, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, in comparing the two, one written by a man and one written by a woman, how did you did you feel that there is a difference? Did you feel that that one written by a man kind of just felt more realistic to you, or just not something that? No, I didn't find any difference, like differences. And then I also read a couple Roan Parish books, oh, right. and they also that. No difference there either. Okay. But all right. Well, that's great. And so so overall, you would say that you enjoyed this book then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also what it intrigued me was uh, in a few of the sex scenes, uh, Monroe would complain about some of his aches and pains, oh. showing that he was like an older character. And I wonder, is there a genre of like romance that's most, that's just mainly older, older people? Yeah. I Well... There's, I don't know if it's like a different genre, but there is, I have noticed, especially in like straight romance, there are more older characters, like 40 plus characters. And that's becoming more common, even in mainstream romance. And so I, yeah, across the board, you can find, I mean, look, if you go on Amazon, you can find people are writing everything. So if you want me to get you a list of old timers, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like Golden Girls, Silver Foxes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there's everything. Uh, it's really, it's neat what self-publishing has done. It really has pushed the bounds of what is marketable and like it has every niche you can ever think of so there while i don't know if there's like a huge amount but there are there are some and a lot of times you'll see like that with monroe like where they it's an older character but because they still want to younger readers to read it they don't say explicitly the age but they'll they're clearly an older character, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You'll see that a lot. People want to make money, you know what I mean? So they're like just marketing to uh, younger folk who might have more, you know, free time to read, you know what I mean? But yeah, there's all kinds. There's like uh, with big dudes, there's a subgenre of like heavy men, of bald guys, of aliens, snake, snake aliens. I mean, anything. <laughs> <laughs> like anything you can think of is out there. So, but that, yeah, that's a good question. Interesting. I'm sure. And yeah, I'm sure. Do you, did it, did it say explicitly how old Monroe was? Cause I don't remember. Monroe was 45 and I think Holden was 42, 43. Okay. Yeah. They were older. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know that's old. I'm going to look like that when I'm 45. Yeah. Airbrush me. <laughs> I'm just going to get it all pulled back. Just cut it and pull it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> You've got like 20 years though. Come on. I know. I'm, I'm so young. All right. <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to say about this book? I don't think so. I just, I really enjoyed it and I would recommend it. So you do think you're going to read, you would read Sunday best. Yes. Okay. Awesome featuring gosh now i want ice cream again why did i even say it out loud it's like it's like 30 degrees outside all right door Door dashes like at this point in my life they're like don't even stop door dashing stuff (laughs) (laughs) the door dashers are judging me on how much door (laughs) anyway all right Okay, one more game here. Uh, this is, I'm going to read you two passages, and you have to guess whether they are from a romance novel or literary fiction. Okay. <clears throat> are you ready? 
yes, and I'm going to do better this time than I did the first round. Well, I hope so, because that was embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Need to save some face here. (laughs) All right. Here we go. We have both lost ourselves and created something else. Something that exists only as an interlacing of the two of us. We are in love as deeply, as profoundly as it's possible to be in love. So that's the first one. Number two, she was all the dreams he'd lost at dawn, dreams of everything he hadn't understood he needed until now. She was his playmate, his confidant, the lover who made his blood rush. She was the mother of his children and the companion of his old age. She was the joy of his heart. Okay, the first one was, it sounded like the ending of a romance novel. And the second one was the classic. Is that your final answer? It is. You are wrong again, Matt. Consistent. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You lose. I love it. I love it. Okay. I know, you know that I'm competitive. Come on. Well, you can't cheat at this game. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help you cheat as I normally do. Because if people can't play games right, it's their problem. It's true. Rules are just suggestions, and it's not my fault that I came up with a better way to play it. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, all right. So the first one was Robert James Waller. The Bridges of Madison County. So you could argue that that's a literary fiction romance, but it doesn't, it's not a romance novel. It's also a musical, by the way. What? When they just. Jason Robert Brown. They're just dancing on a bridge? (laughs) Yes. Oh, Oh, that's, I, well, hold on. And that, and the second one was This Heart of Mine by Susan Elizabeth Phillips. A huge romance novel. It's one of the best, one of the greatest ever to do it. Not a musical. (laughs) <laughs> not a musical yes. should be should be it's about a football player Ooh. <laughs> but Bridges of Madison County was one of I mean like I remember I bawled my eyes out like I don't really cry at a lot of stuff but I just I was like but why can't they be together I don't get it just divorce just get a divorce <laughs> I'll send you the soundtrack that you can totally just ball. (laughs) I did not actually see it. I just listened to it. Oh my God. Well, spoiler alert. They don't, they aren't together and their lives are miserable and then they die. So that's what that book is about. Sad. Just two lonely people on a dusty farm. Kind of like this (laughs) Firefly Lane. (laughs) Oh, oh. there are bridges. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's in Madison County. Yeah, right. All right. Well, Matt, thank you for playing those games. I'm sorry you lost. Perhaps next time we'll be better. I'm sorry I was not a winner. It's okay. I didn't have any prizes. It's almost as if it doesn't matter at all. What if you just sent me some ice cream? Yeah, can I, I can, but I can door dash you some ice cream from put it in some dry ice, please. <laughs> no, but I could door dash you ice cream from a 7 Eleven in wherever you are to your house. You know what I mean? Well, that totally works much better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Were there any assumptions wrapping up here? Were there the assumptions you made about romance novels? Have they been proven true after reading some of the ones that you've read? Like that when you kind of thought about what your mom was reading while she was on her exercise bike or whatever, I assume <laughs> with a fan, like where the wheel is a fan, I assume that's what she was, that's what I'm picturing that she was riding. Blowing her hair as she's riding, <laughs> like Farrah Fawcett. Right. <laughs> is this kind of what you thought those were like, well, like what did you think those were and then are the, the ones that you've read kind of what you thought they would be from from those? I thought the ones that um, like my mom would re- would read were kind of the, were kind of cheesy, but I felt like this was more uh, more serious. It was more like a Hallmark movie with, uh, well, yes, Hallmark movies are kind of cheesy. Okay. But... I mean, come on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, but it was more. Yeah, they're like the cheesiest. <laughs> 
I understand when you can punch out like 35 a year. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them, but <laughs> I'm just, you know, to call them not cheesy is, <laughs> I don't think accurate, the most accurate thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, this was, this was kind of like a Hallmark movie with some sex scenes inter- interspersed in there. Right, right. But like, okay, so they were, your assumptions were proven false then after reading this. Correct. Great. I was again proven wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I see a theme here. (laughs) You said it. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. All right. So, well then last question. After this experience, will you read more romance on your own? Sounds like he, he will. I will, yes. Great. So you, and do you think, I think that we touched on this, but it sounds like you would have always been open to reading kind of romance novels, but since not a, not a lot of gay romance was available, it's not something you kind of ever thought about. But now that it is, it's great. Is that correct? You are correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. And I will look into older geriatric romance. Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's okay. Don't go too much older than 45. (laughs) Don't need like canes and colostomy bags, okay? (laughs) Hey, listen. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Those people need love too, all right? We all deserve to, you know, get boned in a barn. (laughs) 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 what, What else is romance if not that? All right, let's end it there. Matt, tell me that you love romance. I love romance. Thank you.